Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everyone, this is the Roman Show for the week of July 17th. Tonight we welcome Lance Palmer, the former World Series of Fighting Featherweight Champion who gets a chance to get his title back right here in the Roman Show which starts right now. Step down to the get down. Alright, whenever you're ready. you're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go blind. Come. We're going fly. GNC, we're going. Tell me, go. Control. Go. 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 We are going. Network, go. Covering. Go. Capcom. We're going fly. Launch control, this is Houston. We are going to launch. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Hello, hello everyone. This is Rodolfo Roman, your host. And on the other end, the dashy one, George Alonzo. It's another episode of The Roman Show. George, we have a lot to talk about. But uh, how are you feeling, man? I'm feeling above the weather today. And, and like I promised all you dashing nights... Uh, you know that I will be back and better than ever and of course more dashing as ever so if you only took a look at my dashing face right now all you women will fall in love with me all you women will leave your boyfriends for me and for all you men you will turn gay for me so just just know that I'm dashing (laughs) alright well that's what it is Uh, how are those messages by the way Oh, they're they're they're, uh, they're they're one in a million. I have my my entire mailbox is filled with fan mail. You have no idea. L- like, listen to this one. This one says, "Dear Dashing One, you are so much better looking than Mr. Roman. You should control the show." Kisses, Melissa. I I, I can't I can't help it. If you want to see some beautiful people, head on over to the Inspire Sports League 6 Miami. It's going to be taking place in uh, downtown Miami. you got amateur pro qualifiers and uh, pro competition there. you got individuals who are in the fitness industry. You're going to be, see the best of the best out there. That's NSL. Check them out July 23rd at the Olympia Theater in downtown Miami. For information, head on over to uh, the fan page at the Roman Show Media. And by the way, George, want to say that we are now on Instagram. Follow us, Roman Show Media. It's not that hard. Roman Show Media on Instagram. And, of course, follow us on Twitter at the Roman Show and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's Roman 201 where we have a ton of new interviews coming up in just a few, and you'll be able to check them out for yourselves. And a big shout-out. Once again, to Athlon Rub, an all-natural sport rub, brings a martial arts time-tested Thai oil to all serious athletes made in the United States of America from an FDA and GMP-certified facility. Athletes will now have a trusted source and steady supply for Thai oil to aid in their warm-up training and recovery. Warm better, train harder, recover faster. AthlonRub.com And uh, George, a lot to talk about, of course, but... uh, I also want to let everyone know that next week we will have Jay-Z Cavalcante here on the program, on the Roman show, who will be defending his title August 5th 
at the upcoming Titan FC number 40 at the Bank United Center. That's August 5th right here in Coral Gables, Florida. And if you are not in Florida, no worries. You can check it out on UFC Fight Pass. That's next week right here on the Roman Show coming up. And also soon after, we will welcome none other than the band of Crowbot. Check them out, Crowbot. They're on Spotify, they're on YouTube, and purchase their album on Amazon, iTunes, and all of your other areas where you're able to pick up some great music. Well, George, now that we got everything out of the way, let's head on over to MMA Showdown. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. Well, George, we found out that John Jones was busted for using illegal substances soon after, to no surprise, we hear now that Brock Lesnar has been busted as he tested positive for the uh, estrogen blocker clomiphene, which ironically is the same substance that John Jones previously tested positive for. And uh, it is common among bodybuilders looking to increase testosterone while cycling off of steroids. Uh, It was noted earlier, in addition to failing in all of the competition drug tests by the uh, USADA from a June 28th sample prior to, U- to the UFC 200 fight he had against Mark Hunt, which by the way, Mark Hunt has gone out on the record and said, listen, if Brock Lesnar is getting paid $2.5 million and he's a cheater, I might as well get all of that purse. George, this is kind of unfortunate, but not a surprise. There were several images out there that were being spread around on the internet that showed the differences uh, of Brock Lesnar from way back from UFC 200 to UFC 200 and you can see the major difference the big upgrade on Brock Lesnar's body yeah well here, here's the thing Mr. Roman you cannot blame Mr. Hunt for feeling the way he does okay it, like here's a guy who trained his body you know throughout throughout the entire regiment trying to get ready for this this epic fight for one of the biggest cards in UFC history the right way then you find out that this, you know throughout the process of the fight you know of uh, before the weigh in and everything that Brock was passing all these USA DA testings uh, he was kind of like the exception of the rule per se and then all of a sudden come fight time you know, Mark Hunt is saying throughout the entire period, he's juiced to the gills, uh, he's on something, et cetera, et cetera. No one's listening to Mark Hunt. All of a sudden, the UFC plants this big drug test onto Brock Lesnar right after the fight takes place, and they catch him for exactly what Mark Hunt has been saying since day one. Since day one, since the fight was announced. And now Mark Hunt, you know, I can't blame the guy. No one believed him. No one was on his side. So now he's threatening the UFC, like last I heard, Mr. Roman, was that he was asking for half the purse or else he's leaving the UFC. That's exactly what he asked. He said, either give me the paycheck of Lesnar or cut me loose. Those were his exact words. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand, George, the guy is upset. But at the same time, yes, he cheated, but Brock Lesnar came out and played. I mean, he did come out and fight. Yes, it's not fair. Should there be a penalty? Absolutely. But it is what it is. Um, he, he did do the work. He did 
do the fight itself. But one thing they hear is it's, it's really unfair. And even though Mark Hunt was saying it prior to the fight, it's true. He was juiced to the gills. John Jones got caught with this stuff. Of course, he went through the proper uh, process. And that's the reason why he got caught prior to the UFC 200 fight. But Brock Lesnar was the only athlete to be exempt from this. You know, he was tested back in June 28th. Uh, John Jones obviously was tested way before that. So, I mean, listen, you paid that guy already. He came out and did what he did, whether he used to did it. But should he be penalized? Sure, absolutely. But you got to pay the guy. He did his work, George. I mean, wouldn't you be pissed off if you go out, they pay you money, whether you cheat or not, and then they take away your cash? Yeah, well, kind of, in a way, but you have to understand rules are rules, too. You know, you can't just always be complaining. Oh, you! I did the work for you. I didn't have to come do this fight. I'm not a UFC fighter by contract. You know, you can fight it all you want. But rules are rules. Okay? It, 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 end of story. You know, it, if, if you didn't want rules, then don't play the game. End of story. You know, it's kind of like saying, hey, let me go drive out on the street. I'm going to run 70 miles an hour you know, uh, in my car, and I'm not going to get a ticket. But if I did, I'm going to complain. There's no reason for complaint. Rules are rules. That That's it. I'm not going to argue that point anymore. Rules are rules, Mr. Roman. Yeah, and, and in a way, it is kind of sad on his end because he was the one that was criticizing John Jones, calling him very uh, unprofessional. And then again, just a few weeks later, a few days later, we find out that same thing. He was he addressed uh, with John Jones. He ended up failing himself. But nonetheless, we will find out what's going to happen with Brock Lesnar. Perhaps he might face a two-year suspension. But one thing is, is to know here is that it won't affect him whether this thing goes on forward because they're still uh, doing the process. It's not been 100% uh, been verified. But if he, if he is charged with this uh, failure... Uh, of, of not passing this test, it, it won't in any way harm him from making his ring um, comeback to the WWE in SummerSlam when he faces Randy Orton because he tested back in June 28th and SummerSlam is not till August, so that it is way more than 30 days that the wellness policy, wellness policy in the WWE allows you to. So Brock Lesnar is clear no matter what. So look at the end of the day, the end of the day, George. Whether you like it or not, Brock Lesnar does what Brock, Brock Lesnar wants, and it's exactly what he did. He went in there, he got two point five million dollars. Sure, he cheated, but he got the cash, and now guess what? He's gonna go into SummerSlam, and he's gonna get some more cash. Can't hate that. Yeah, yeah. For what he's about to lose, you know, even if they did give him the purse, he's about to gain back, you know, at SummerSlam. So either way, it's not a loss. Absolutely. All right, George. Well, Ronda Rousey, we have not heard from her for quite some time. Now, it was uh, at a previous at a previous press conference. Uh, it was noted that they asked her the question, "Hey, what's going on? Are you going to come back?" This conference was hosted by Robin Roberts. Uh, it was reported by MMAFighting.com. They asked her, "What's up? Are you going to come back? What's the deal? She's 29 years old. Is she going to stick to Hollywood?" Well. It was simply put into this short little sentence, George. She says, I want to win my belt back. Those are her words. So we will see Ronda Rousey. The question is, when? 
We don't know yet. But I will tell you this. This weekend, you will have Amanda Nunes. Uh, well, sorry, not Amanda Nunes. You will have Valentina Shenko versus Holly Hom, the former champion in the bantamweight division. Of course, right now, the newly crowned champion, Amanda Nunes, she holds that title now after defeating Misha Tate at UFC 200. But we don't know who Nunes' first opponent is going to be to defend her title. However, keep an eye out because Valentina or Holly could soon get a title shot as well. This is a division where anyone... You've seen how this title has changed hands after Ronda Rousey lost it. So anyone yeah. can win this thing. And Amanda yeah. already fought Valentina. Amanda defeated Valentina. And Holly fought Tate. Tate defeated Holly. So this is like a toss-up, this title. So really... It's just a matter of time till we see Ronda Rousey to see what she's really all about. Well, well, here's what I've been saying from the beginning. I actually quoted, I, I believe it was last week or the week before, uh, here on this program, about this division, about this uh, bantamweight division for women. And I, 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 I'm going to say it again. It's no disrespect to the men. Okay, it is no disrespect to the men division of any kind or any weight class, but I'm gonna say this is what happens when you have a division filled with amazing fighters. Each one can push, you know, the next one to the ultimate level. You know, Ronda Rousey being the like the ultimate fighter phenom that she is, she was able to go through a lot of these, but. Ever since, you have to think about it, uh, Mr. Roman. Like the, the 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 division has ever since Ronda has lost it has become stronger, and and really, you have to say, God, this division is just going to get better. Yeah, I because, agree. I agree. I, I totally agree with you. Like because now with this upcoming fight with Holm and and her opponent. Bro, these are two, a Muay Thai fighter and a boxer. These two are going to go ham. I will be not, I'm going to be super shocked if they hit the ground, but they're going to go ham. And that's not just the beginning. We saw, uh, you know, Nunez win the title. Like, I see a great future for everyone in the women's weight division. I can't wait to write this. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, and remember, the, the fight is on Fox this Saturday, you don't want to miss it there. That's the main event coming at you on Fox. So do not miss it, Valentina Holyam. The winner of this, there could be potential there that she could be fighting Amanda Nunes, although there's been some words that Juliana Pena could be next. But we don't know yet. It's just a matter of time. It's up to one man to make that decision. And, of course, he has backing from that. I'm talking about president of the UFC, Dana White, as of right now. Which, mind you, George, he made an appearance at the Republican National Convention when he went ahead and said that he has been in the fight business all his life and he knows a fighter when he sees one and he says that Donald Trump is a fighter. But here's the thing. Dana White, uh, he, he did a great speech. I mean, it is what it is. He's a businessman. He knows what he's talking about. But I went back here and did a little research, George, and when it came to the entertainment world and sports world, there was another man who was at the Republican National Convention. I don't know if you remember, but did you know that back in 2000, none other than Dwayne The Rock Johnson made an appearance at the Republican National Convention? Hmm, 
No, I did not know this. And you can check that out on our um, fan page, The Roman Show, where you will see The Rock comes out, and he's talking about how important it is to vote. And he introduced a politician at the time, or actually the Speaker of the House, Dennis Hassert. So check that out right there on The Roman Show fan page that's uh, face, facebook.com forward slash Roman Show Media. The Rock at the Republican National Convention. How about it? There's been rumors that The Rock wants to have his little role in there. Now, he is the richest man in Hollywood, but he has tested the waters or at least has said some comments that he will one day like to run for president. So how about a Dwayne Johnson, Dana White ticket? Hmm. Would you hmm. vote? Would you vote for that? That doesn't sound bad at all, actually. <laughs> at least we'll be no, laying down the SmackDown. As a matter of fact, The Rock did mention that he his run for president uh, presidency is no joke. <laughs> he has said it on his Twitter. He has said it on shows. He's said it on interviews. He's said it everywhere. And listen, now, if, and if Donald Trump got as far as he did, when people didn't believe that this guy could be where where he is right now to be the actual nominee of the Republican Party, you never know. The Rock might be it. He might be able to do it. He does have that popularity. He does have the support. He does, and he's a very positive individual. So I have no idea what kind of dirt his opponents can come up with <laughs> during his run. So he's a very positive person. So uh, we'll have to see when that time comes. That'd be interesting. Dwayne Johnson and Dana White for two 2020. Stay tuned. All right. Here we go, guys. World Series of Fighting Fighter and the recent or the, the former featherweight champion of that promotion, Lance Palmer, joins us right now on the Roman Show to talk about his upcoming rematch because he is hungry to get his title back. He tells us all about it right now on the Roman Show right after this quick message. Marlins fans, you don't have to wait for the 2017 All-Star Game at Marlins Park to catch All-Star Fever. Awesome this year. Every Saturday is an All-Star Saturday. I like it. Every Saturday home game will feature a bobblehead giveaway of your favorite Marlins All-Stars in franchise history. Charles Johnson, Jeff Conine, Mike Lowell, Al Leiter, Dontrell Willis, and many more. I do love those guys. Go to Marlins.com today and secure your tickets for All-Star Saturday. Bobbleheads will be available while supplies last. All right, folks, July 30th. Make sure you mark it on your calendar on NBC Sports Network. WSOF comes back to action with a great fight card, including this one. Former WSOF featherweight champ Lance Palmer gets a, an opportunity to get his belt back against Alexander Almeida. And right now on the line we have Lance. How are you, Lance? Welcome to the Roman Show. I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Well, uh, Lance, obviously this is your rematch, and, and one thing was uh, after that, the, the 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 fight last time around in December, you know, many people were were shocked, surprised because of the result, and even the president of the WSOF, Ray Sefford, agreed. You know what? This clearly, you won this fight. We're going to give you an immediate rematch, um, and you're going to get it. Yeah, unfortunately, it, it took some time because Amida, I know after the fight, he took to the hospital and all of that stuff. But how are we feeling going into this rematch? I feel great going into the rematch. Uh, you know, a lot of people did say that, and you know, a lot of people felt that way. I felt that way, too. I felt I still won the fight. Um, it wasn't my best performance. I felt that I went into the fight probably about 50% uh, 
of my, you know, full health and full recovery, you know, from training camp and a lot of different things went into it, but I still pushed through. I still felt I got the win, but uh, didn't didn't come out that way because, you know, anytime you let it go to the judges, it's it could be a toss-up. You know, you could flip a coin and you never really know if you're going to get the win or not unless you get the finish. So I, I feel good going into this uh, rematch. You know, there's a, there's a lot of things that I worked on a little differently, but, you know, more than anything, it's just doing things right these next two weeks as far as, uh, recovering and peaking at the right time, and that was the the main difference from last fight to this fight is going to be making sure I'm you know peaked and 100 percent going into fight week. And as you say about health, what was wrong with you prior uh, to the fight? If you like to share, since you said you're about 50 percent going into that just a, fight. Yeah, just a lot of uh, you know overtraining is something that happens a lot in you know in any sport, but peaking at the right time could be the difference from performing at your best or performing at your worst. And, uh, you know, I'm a, I was a wrestling coach at Team Alpha Male uh, the whole time that I've been at Team Alpha Male the last five years. And uh, I cornered three people the week before my fight, and it was just a lot of, uh, it drained a lot of my energy, honestly, because I was in Vegas that uh, for five days, um, cornering uh, Paige Van Zandt, Chad Mendez, and Uriah Faber. There was uh, three nights of fights for the UFC a week before my fight. And um, and then I came home for one day to change my bags and, and get all my gear ready, and then I flew back out to Vegas for my fight. So it was something that was, you know, it was probably not a good idea on my part, but as one of the, you know, teammates and coaches at the time, it was just something that, I didn't think twice about it. It's something that I've always done. I've always been a team player, and I didn't think it would really affect me. But by the time I got back out to Vegas for my fight, my body was just drained, and I didn't do a lot of the things that I would have done on that Thursday and Friday the week before, like you know, relaxing after practice and and you know, focusing on myself and getting a massage if I needed, or you know, getting little things taken care of. Um, this whole weekend you know instead of going and cornering three of my teammates and you know i would never i would never uh take any of that back though i mean that's a, it's an experience that you just have to you have to kind of learn and you got to know your body and i just thought i could push through it and um you know so we're going to do things a little differently uh this time you know luckily the week before my fight i don't have uh three people to corner i'll be relaxing at home and just uh, letting my body heal up so I can feel 100% for my fight. Now, you, you guys you guys fought back in December. How how early were you ready to go uh, for the three match? Because it took, it took a couple of months, almost six, seven months. Yeah, man, it's been a long time. It, it's, it feels like a really long wait just because I knew right after the fight that I was getting the rematch, and I pushed for the rematch to be in, you know, March or April, but... Um, Almeida got hurt in the fight. Uh, you know, there was, I don't know, I think it was a concussion or something that happened in the fight, but, um, you know, that's another reason why, you know, I don't understand how the guy who's going to the hospital with more injuries is the guy who won. So, to me, some, you know, a lot of the stuff from the fight didn't really make sense, but you put that behind you and, and you just, uh, train, you just train until the next one, and that's what I did. I took a couple trips and, uh, you know, kind of got my, my mind out of the gym here in Sacramento, and I went to Albuquerque, New Mexico with uh, Joseph Benavidez, and we did some training 
some cross training over at Jackson's and then went to Denver, did some cross training with uh, TJ Dillashaw, Dwayne Ludwig and, uh, in Denver, Colorado and went home, visited my family for a little bit. You know, once I knew I had a lot of time, it was kind of, it was frustrating because I knew that I was going to fight this guy again, but I didn't know when. So you can't really turn that off and just relax. So I've kind of been in like, uh, you know, a position where I've been training hard and then I'll take like a week or so off here and there just so I wasn't in constant, you know, in a constant uh, mindset of just going into this fight. So I, I took a little bit of time off, but mainly I was just working the whole time, just getting better and improving myself. You can't really worry about what the other guy does in the fight. You got to go out there and do what you've been training, and that's that's what I plan to do. Now, so you've been out to all these other gyms, but you, you still remain. Your home is Team Alpha Male, though, no? Yeah, my home is Team Alpha Male. Uh, we've always done cross training, even you know way back when I first moved here. I went with TJ Dillashaw down to Southern California, and we trained at Mark Munoz's gym for a week, and we were down there. We went to King's MMA and trained with Rafael Cordero. Uh, whenever we're in Vegas, we work with Jimmy Gifford, Drysdale, uh, Extreme Couture, where uh, Ray Seffo actually uh, coaches and helps out over there. There's, I mean, I've, everywhere I've gone, I've trained, you know, and it's uh, it's good just to get different different vibes and different feels of what different teams do, and the training regimens of different teams and different uh, techniques that different coaches uh, apply to the sport. I mean, every coach has their own outlook on ways of attacking and technique and diff- different things like that. So it's always it's always good because you kind of get outside of your own uh, bubble and kind of you know broaden your horizons. I guess you know. Now, have you gone back to that fight and looked at the the video? And if so, how many times have you seen it? In- what have you taken from it? Um, I think probably once. I mean, I, I don't really need to, I didn't really need to see much of it. I mean, I felt that I won the first one on a, basically like a half tank of gas. So, um, I knew what my issue was going into the fight and just not being there a hundred percent. And that had a lot to do with the way things played out. I mean, the reason the fight didn't end before the end of the fifth round was because I didn't finish the fight. You know, he was in there and he didn't he didn't finish me. He didn't do anything to me to injure me. So, um, you know, I, I t- we took some technical things from it. A couple of my uh, uh, friends watched the fight from different areas, and uh, my teammates watched the fight. My coaches watched the fight. That's more for them to for them to watch and to tell me what they think I should be doing a little differently this time around. Um, I don't mind watching tape, but honestly, I think I've never, even in wrestling my whole life, I never really watched tape on it. The person I was wrestling, I had my coaches do it, and they, you know, you trust your coaches for a reason, so I have them watch the tape and kind of give me their thoughts on it and have a few, you always have a few people watch it because everyone has a different perspective, everybody has a different uh, discipline that they're best at that they can kind of dig into deeper than another person so I've had plenty of people watch the, the fight and kind of give me their thoughts on it from my aspect of it and uh, my opponent's aspect of it so this this time around you're definitely not leaving it to the judges that's that's uh, that's your goal 
Yeah, that's my goal. Go out there, be aggressive, finish this fight. Um, the aggression that I wanted to bring the first time around, like my three fights before that where I went out and got the finish, two of those fights were in the first round. Uh, the one fight was in the third round. Um, you know, just bring that aggression back and, and go out and get it done. Well, Lance, I want to thank you for your time and wish you luck against uh, Alexander to once again retain your title. That's on July 30th on NBC Sports Network. The w WSOF returns back with another fight card. Thanks so much, Lance. Good luck. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Have a good one. You too, man. And now it's time to give you a reality check. All right, George. Well, it's time now to talk reality check and check on the world of the world of professional wrestling. I said that twice. But I'd like to remind everyone, uh, you, you know, in a time that we're living in, George, before we talk about professional wrestling and uh, sports entertainment, it's very sad what our nation is facing right now. We're losing office, police officers out there. These are men and women in uniform who are protecting us from nonsense, from violence. And unfortunately, some individuals have gone out of the way and assassinate these men and women who are out there to protect us. So listen, we heard it in uh, the, the National Convention of the Republicans, you know, blue lives matter. Every single life, life matters here in the United States, in fact, all over the world. So our prayers are with those police officers that were shot and killed in Louisiana and as well in Dallas. Please pray for our police officers. They don't have a good job. They don't have a very safe job out there. They're out there protecting us. Uh, from any crime and harm. So keep those police officers out there in our prayers. And the Roman show supports police officers. Very sad situation. But again, we stand by the police officers. These are the men and women protecting us from any crime uh, or any incident that could definitely put our lives at uh, at stake. Okay, George. Has well, huh? Go ahead, George. Ha hashtag Blue Lives Matter. Yes, sir. Rudy Giuliani said it best. Well, actually, that wasn't Rudy Giuliani. Okay. It was uh, your favorite guy. Uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, <laughs> See, now you're going to make me think about it, man. <laughs> I had his name in my head, at the top of my head, and now I have to Google it because I just, I, just, I just forgot about it right now. <laughs> Sorry about that, but hey, it's the dashing one, you know. Well, David, yeah, Milwaukee County Sheriff David Clark Jr. is the one that said it at the Republican National Convention. He said Blue Lives Matter. And uh, this sheriff, who is, happens to be African-American, uh, said that, heck, you know, you got a lot of police officers being killed, and all they're doing is trying to do their job, and that's protect us from any, from any harm. And here you have individuals who are sick in the head, who are shooting at the people who are supposed to protect us. Come on, people. Stop the nonsense. Stop the killing. There's no need for killing. Yes, there might be some crimes out there that has happened. Uh, with some individuals that have been killed but forget about this black white, blue, yellow listen we're all the same man it doesn't matter we all put one we all put in the morning we all we hope we all brush our teeth in the morning and we put our pair of pants one leg at a time we're all the same man it doesn't matter if you're black if you're blue if you're yellow if you're pink whatever the hell it is we all bleed and we all breathe uh, as I, I was going to actually say that because I put out a status on my Facebook, my personal Facebook, not too long ago, uh, quoting, hey, 
you know, it doesn't matter whether you're black, blue, yellow, green. At the end of the day, we're all the same. Why? Because we bleed the same color, and that is red. So don't say that we're different because we're not. So please, people, stop the hate, man. Stop it. Exactly. All right, guys, let's talk some professional wrestling. Of course, the big talk is the draft, SmackDown and Raw. One of them being, well, I mean, we got to straight to the point. The number one draft pick is uh, CrossFit Jesus, a.k.a. Seth Rollins, to Monday Night Raw. And then the second draft pick was Dean Ambrose, the current uh, WWE champion. But... I think the biggest surprises here, George, are the guys that they picked from NXT. Um, you got Finn Balor, who's headed to Raw. You got mm-hmm. uh, the Alphas, uh, American Alpha, uh, mm-hmm. head, headed to uh, Raw as well. And then you have Nia Jax. Nia Jax uh, three Which was a shocker to many. Yeah, yeah. Do you think she was ready? I think so. She comes from a great, you know line of uh, of professional wrestlers in her family and and as a matter of fact you know when rock first started in the wwe he wasn't the great one that he is today you know and he he was kind of slow so he wasn't the best wrestler for christ's sake he said in a promo saying that he used to go out there and he would hear people say die rocky die yeah. you know and that and I don't think Nia Jax is that far behind. She, yes, she's a tall woman. She's a heavyset woman. And she's not the best yet. But she could become the best because it's part of her heritage. So I say just go along with the ride. Yeah, and, and I, I see her winning the title uh, at one point here. Because she, she, she has the look, man. She, she has what I had. She's very athletic. And she's pretty. But she has the if factor. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say so. I, I would say she definitely has an it factor. She she has an image for becoming a women's champion, okay? Now, here's one thing a lot of people are saying, Mr. Roman, now that we're talking about the draft. You know, what's going to happen with these NXT superstars when they get to the main roster? Because one thing is working in their NXT environment. Another thing is working in front of thousands and thousands of people. Is there is is the crowd going to be the same? Who knows? We we don't know. That's a very good point. What type of uh, reaction the crowd is going to have towards these folks? I will tell you this much: we will find out though what rea- uh, from the reaction from the fans if the WWE Network does have the amount of million subscribers that they have, because we'll know from the pop they'll get in the arena. Because that's the only way you'll be able to hear of Finn Balor, right? You'll be able to only hear. From watching NXT on the WWE Network, where else are you going to hear from? Well, all I, I all I'm saying is this. All I'm saying is this one thing. <clears throat> I just hope that Finn Balor still ends up using his demon gimmick. <laughs> that's all I could say. Well, I'm sure he is. I mean, that's what man. I mean, how cool is it to see that guy walk into WrestleMania? With a really cool, badass entrance. I mean, can you just picture yep. it? And we're going to get an opportunity to see that next year at WrestleMania. Yep, here in Orlando. I, was about to, I was about to say that, that. That you and I are going to be the first ones to be there for Finn Balor's debut at WrestleMania. I'm excited for that. Now, there's a lot of, uh, of course, movements here with the WWE title. Uh, are there going to be two titles? Tag titles? Is it going to be one tag title for both? 
we know that there's going to both be a whole bunch of pay-per-views now or uh, live shows as they like to call them on the network or network specials. But it's all too confusing. But do you think this Raw and SmackDown branding, do you think this is what we're... It's going to take us back to what it was back then when at one point SmackDown was better than Raw. you think it's going to be it to that point? I think so. I really do. Now, here, here's the thing. With both set of rosters, they both look like a very young and hungry crowd. Like, you got the people that can make each brand popular. Like, you got the Seth Rollins on Raw and, of course, Roman Reigns. But then you look at SmackDown, and you got John Cena, and you got AJ Styles. So they're both equal. But here's the thing. Here's where where it makes difference. Where are the young guys going to fall into? Are they going to help boost their you know their brand? Like say for instance, American Alpha. They're on SmackDown, right? And then you got Finn Balor and Nia Jax on Raw. So is Finn Balor going to help increase those ratings for Raw? Or is American Alpha going to help increase those ratings for Raw? Is, is, you got your major star power that could get you the viewers. You, are, you already have that cemented. Now you have to see how these young guys are going to help add to that already cement. So it's really a huge challenge for each brand. But I really feel like this is great because if there's one thing that you and I could agree on, Mr. Roman is that competition is good for business. Yeah, I mean, listen, at least when you're able to compete against yourself, at least that's fun, because right now, there is no competition towards the WWE. They are their own competition. Well, well, Mr. Roman, there is, there is a sort, kind of sort of competition because you got your writers for both shows, or you got you got a CEO who's like yeah, Mr. McMahon, who's like li- literally looking at his both shows, like SmackDown, Raw, saying, "Hey, which one's getting me more money?" Because remember, ratings are money. So he's literally looking at both. Yeah, it's a competition against them th- themselves, but it's still a competition, no matter what, because. The rating is what's going to fill their their pockets, and those and that money is also going to Vince. So it's kind of like, yes, this might be a competition with with themselves, but this is still considered one. Yeah, but you you can't compare it to the competition way back when WC, the, the one the WCW was given WWE. That's what I'm uh, talking about. And now that TNA has moved from Tuesday to Thursday, and then you got Lucha Underground. On uh, on Wednesday, I mean, I just wish one of these guys would step up to the plate and really give some sort of a competition to WWE. The last one to come close is TNA, and look where they are now. Well, I don't think TNA is ever going to be the same again compared to how they used to be. And as far as Lucha Underground, uh, they're already in bad heat with TNA. Uh, as I think it was a couple of weeks ago, the the CEO of Lucha Underground uh, went on to bash the final deletion. And uh, I think it was Jeremy Borash of TNA that got that, uh, that he started you know, to rebuttal against the guy from Lucha Underground. And the Lucha Underground guy said, hey, I'm sorry. I'm a big fan of your work. So it kind of like, it, it, it was, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't like where Lucha Underground is going right now. Hmm, we're going to have to wait and see. And then uh, we got Battleground this weekend. Uh, of course, we got a lot of matches. 
perhaps the, the, the last pay-per-view where Raw, SmackDown, it wasn't really divided. We're going to have a little bit of both. It's going to feature, of course, a three-way dance between Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins for the title, and, of course, Roman Reigns in the mix, which, in my opinion, should not be there. It's not fair. This guy cheated, and he's getting a title shot. That's just totally unfair. If it was any other wrestler, you know that that man would not be main eventing that uh, pay-per-view, or any pay-per-view for that matter. Yeah, uh, you know, but let, to me, it, it is unfair, highly unfair. Uh, I had to be on your same boat on that one, so I, I, there's no argument coming from me in that subject. So, yeah, I'll be on your same boat for that one. And then you got Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. Uh, you got Cena, uh, Enzo, and Kaz, and the last time that we'll see the club together, unfortunately, because Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson are on their way to Raw, and uh, AJ Styles is headed to SmackDown. But one thing is cool, George. Could we see the Balor Club with Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, and Finn Balor? Could be, but don't forget that there all are also future pay-per-views that are merger pay-per-views, like the SummerSlams, the Survivor Series, WrestleMania, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We could still possibly see some SmackDown versus Raw matches. That that's never been excluded out. It's happened in the past. We've seen some Raw stars against some SmackDown stars. So what if what happens is AJ versus Finn, and the leader takes the club? You know, you never know. You never know what might happen in the world of entertainment. Very interested to see what's coming up in the next couple of weeks here as the draft um, well has been concluded. And now we take over from there. On a final note, George Ryback is going to be releasing a book about his life in the world of professional wrestling. It's going to be uh, released sometime this fall. And he has also made it public that his contract with the WWE will be up later this fall. And he is recuperating from some surgeries and that he is training jiu-jitsu and wrestling. Here's my thing, George. I am throwing money down right now that this guy is going to test the waters in becoming a professional mixed martial artist. And uh, I think what's going to happen is exactly what happened to Batista. It's not going to go too well for him in MMA. Well, if that's the case, Mr. Roman, TNA or ROH will always be open. That's what I can get. Well, George, thanks so much, man. And uh, thanks to everyone for tuning in this week on The Roman Show. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at The Roman Show. Call us at our hotline, 786-942-9424. Shoot us an email, info at theromanshow.com. Subscribe to our YouTube account, youtube.com forward slash allromano201. And we are always live 24 hours, 7 days a week, theromanshow.com. We'll catch you next week right here in the program with Jay-Z Calvacante, the Titan FC lightweight champion. If you haven't been on, you haven't been heard. Till next week, guys.